to the Common Collected Podcast Season 2 Communication and Dialogue Episode 9 We're almost done with the season Awkward Tension On our previous episode we talked and we covered a lot of topics We talked about chemistry we talk about tension, uh, how to keep a conversation going by keeping multiple conversation threads going on, right? Why do you want to keep a conversation knowing your intention? And on this episode, we are going to talk about one of the most common and encountered type of tension is the awkward tension. Now... You can have an awkward tension with anybody. You can have an awkward tension with your romantic partner, with your friends, brothers, family, whatever. And I want in this episode to do three things. Find out why awkward tension is happening. Find out a way to dispel it. And lastly, I'm going to talk a bit about rapport. Now, originally I wanted to talk about rapport in the next episode, Romantic Tension, but I think rapport fits better in this episode, because if you know how to build good rapport, and we are going to talk about what exactly rapport means, then tension won't exist at the awkward kind, right? You don't want the awkward kind of tension, because the awkward kind of tension creates misunderstanding, can create resentments, and if you're not careful, can follow you till the rest of your life, or at least months, right? can destroy interactions. So, let's start. I am positive that awkward tension is created from one thing and one thing only, and that is misunderstandings, not understanding each other's words each other's intention not knowing where the other person is coming from and what exactly do they meant when they express themselves right and a lot a lot of media exploits this uh, sitcoms yeah romantic anime comedy shows the main pair tried to say something but didn't say it quite right and the other person misunderstands and then we have another 200 episodes of who said what and what do they mean, right? Now, you might think this is a funny thing and a good thing because it lets shows rent so quickly, but we all know in real life, understanding can cause a lot, a lot of problems. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it can cause problems in your professional life, in your family life, and in your love life. And I found one easy way to fix this, yeah? Because why this misunderstanding happens? So I want to tell you something, yeah? About, for example, my belief system. But you don't have the context necessary to understand where I'm coming from. So if I tell you, for example... I don't believe in happiness. You think I'm some kind of madman that uh, is constantly depressed and sees the world in uh, 
black and white, right? But if I tell you that it's not that I don't believe in happiness, I don't think the idea of happiness as defined today exists, right? Because we as a species, we are not designed to be happy. So when we get ha uh, happy, when we get rewarded for a good behavior, right? Our body slowly goes back to zero because in our hunter-gatherer times and in the northern times, yeah, as a species, people who were content with their life got killed quickly. So our brain is a constantly lookout for problems, and I'm pretty sure you experience this. You get something that you always wanted to. You work really hard, and you're happy for a week or two. And then you're on the same level of uh, unhappiness or the same level of discontentment as before, right? Because our brain resets to zero, always tries to find new ways to survive, new ways to improve itself, because that's how we are designed by nature. And if you understand that, you understand that true happiness doesn't exist. Contentment, on the other hand, learning how to be grateful for what you are, working with what you have, and uh, having a goal in mind, that's a whole totally different story, right? So I gave you context for my thoughts, and now you understand me better. Now, you can, uh, you can go and do that, yeah? Always clarify your thoughts, which I thoroughly recommend. If you're not sure, a lot of times, uh, when I'm talking for my landlord, for example, if I'm not sure that he understand, understood correctly what I said, I'm just going to say, look, for clarity's thought, this is what I meant. And uh, maybe I'm going to use even examples. Now, this is all and good, but what if the other person is really bad at expressing themselves? You cannot keep uh, hammering on them to, ah, man, tell me better what you meant because I don't understand, right? Well, let me tell you the secret exercise. So the secret exercise is restating their words, yeah? So they say something and you say, so what you were saying is X and X. And the goal of this exercise is to say back the word, oh, sorry, the sentence, so many times they are satisfied with it so for example my uncle was telling me how dissatisfied he is uh, with the fact that i don't tolerate his behavior he has this tendency of constantly uh, asking for money and constantly putting people down if they don't do what they do and constantly threatening them. And um, he thinks that if I don't do that, what he says, or if I ask him to stop, I'm expecting people to ask to act in a certain um, stereotypical way. And I cannot accept the fact that people have their own agency yeah so i know i know but 
This is how we actually managed to fix our relationship. We sat down and I told him, look, we are going to do this exercise. You're going to tell me what you don't like about me. I'm going to tell it back. Till you are satisfied that you understood, that I understood your argument. And he was very satisfied when I told him back that your argument is that I want people to act in a certain way. Right. So then it was my turn and that took like three tries and like five hours in total, but it finally worked. So my argument was that it's not that I want people to as act in a stereotypical way. I don't want people who are close to me to constantly put me down and make me feel like I haven't achieved nothing and make me feel like I'm miserable and make me feel like my life has no meaning and uh, no matter what I do, I cannot achieve this. And I won't tolerate this kind of behavior from people who are supposed to be my family, my only family, yeah? Or people who are supposed to be care, uh, care about me. So if you're gonna behave like that, I'm just not gonna put effort and time into you. Because there's other people out there and I'm certain that I can find people who are more loving, who are more understanding and more accepting than you. This is not against you as a person, this is against your behavior towards me. Yeah? And he said that back to me. And it took a lot of times because he was constantly trying to tell me what he thought I wanted to hear. Yeah? He was like, oh. But so you want people to shower you in compliments? No, 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 I don't want people to shower me in compliments. I want people to not constantly doubt my skills and abilities. Oh, so you want someone to lick your boot? No, I don't want someone to lick my boot. I want people... And then this went on and on. It's like, ah, so you don't want me to constantly tell you how shit you are and how can you improve yourself? Yes, yes, okay, okay, I get it. It took five hours, yeah, which I don't recommend you do that. Or, or maybe you need to do that because the other person is so thick-headed. But this simple exercise, restate their argument, yeah. It's a very efficient way to settle disputes, arguments, even ideology, battles, yeah, misunderstanding. Because you not only show that you are paying attention, you are showing that you understand and think about the other person's point of view. And once the other person understands that, ah, this person actually wants to get to know me on a deep level, the misunderstanding goes away, yeah? and you get into a new type of relationship, and there is no more awkward tension. Now, let's go to the last part of this episode, the rapport. Now, what does rapport mean? Rapport, yeah, is when you are understood by the other person when have you ever went into an interaction with with a stranger with a friend whoever and after you have like man this person really understand me really gets me yeah 
that is called rapport. Now the previous technique we discussed, we discussed restating their words, yeah, is a rapport building technique. Now there is another rapport building technique and this technique can be used in any situation. It can be used in your dating life, yeah, to create rapport with your partner. It can be used in professional life to create rapport with your bosses and co-workers, which you do want to do, yeah. People say that you only need to be professional, but that is not true. That is not true. Everybody, everybody, your boss, your co-worker wants someone nice to talk to. Want someone who has some social skills. Building rapport with them can open the doors for promotions, for transfers, for so many things. It's not even funny. Yeah, it, it's not even funny how many things you can open up in your life with good rapport. Yeah. And same in your family and friends. You'd be surprised of how many. Uh, I suggested this rapport idea to one of my friends and he used it on his uh, father and he's like, oh man, man, suddenly my relationship with my father is better. You'd be surprised on how many families, how many friends, well, it's mostly families don't have rapport, don't know how to build that between them. So this technique is useful no matter what and it dispels the awkward tension almost instantly yeah so first you want to find out what the other person is passionate about and i will use an example to illustrate my point so i was talking with one of my co-workers the other day and i wanted to uh, and uh, we were talking about passions interests, hobbies and I found out that he is very passionate about driving, about racing cars. He even has some custom-made cars that he uses on official racing tracks with his own teams and stuff like that. Yeah? So, alright. So, we got our passion. Now, next step in building rapport is to find out why do you have that passion where is it coming from where is it originates from what does it mean what experience is at the base of this passion so he told me that uh, he always wanted to be a race draw uh, uh, um, sorry he always wanted to be a race car driver and when he was little he would watch uh, cartoons and he would watch his uh, I can't remember if it was his father or his older um, family members and he would watch them race and that would fill him with excitement he was a little kid when he first discovered his passion for racing his engineering right and he would repair the car with his uh, family and when he would do that, he would get even more excited to go high speeds. Right? So you have the why. It's a childhood dream. Now, the third part of these techniques is for you, yeah, the person listening, 
access a memory of your own that's similar in nature and in core and tell it. Yeah, a common experience. Now I don't drive. I only recently began doing a motorcycle license and I only drove like a tractor in my life before. Now what similar experience can I compare it to to writing from my own memory? Well maybe meditation. Now hold hold on hold on hold hold on hold on Aladdin. How the hell do you combine meditation and driving? Well simple. You know that point when you drive really fast and the world just kind of focuses on one point because you're driving so fast your only option is to pay 110 percent attention to your surroundings you have no time to think yeah of uh, other stuff that bothers you of what did you eat by lunch or what did you career yes it's only you the steering wheel and the road and that hyper focus clears your head makes you think uh, more calmly that's why a lot of men like to go for relaxing drives yeah. now that same kind of hyper focus that same kind of clear mindedness meditation will give you as well yeah so you sit down, you focus on your breath for 10 to 20 minutes and your mind clears up the constant thoughts, the negative, positive, whatever thoughts you have bouncing in your skulls stop. It's only you and your breath. You're present, you're grounded. Clears your head. So he looks, this guy, after I told him this, at me and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And fist bumping. Yeah, and suddenly we had a much better understanding of each other and we had a common experience to bond over. And this is one thing I want all of you to understand. You think that you have nothing in common with the other person, but that is extremely wrong. We as a species have a limited range of emotions, sadness, anger, jealousy. If you, I experience anger, you experience anger. It's probably in a different context. It's probably not exactly la, uh, like how I did. It may have a different is, uh, intensity and a different reason, but at the end of the day, it's still anger. You can still bond over it. Yeah, clear mindedness. Yeah, you can get the benefits of meditation for from a lot of things that clear your head. Yeah, video games can facilitate that. Reading can facilitate that. So ignore the actual action if you want to find a story to bond with the other person and focus on the emotion, on the experience behind it. Because there's no way you experience something that I didn't. There's a limited range of human emotions and we are not some kind of different species. We're the same species, we're homo sapiens. What you experience, I experience as well. And if you ignore the context 
and dig down deeply into the emotion, the reason behind it, you will def I guarantee you, yeah, you will find something in common with that other person. And once you found it, you can tell it, you can compare it, combine it, and create that sweet, sweet rapport and understanding that everybody craves. Alright, now a quick recap before we finish this episode. So, most awkward tensions comes from misunderstanding, from not understanding the other person's point of view, their likes and dislikes. Yeah, This can easily be fixed if you restate their words, if you put a honest effort into understanding their argument, Till they are satisfied, this is important. You always restate their words, their argument, till they are satisfied, not you, they. Yeah. And lastly, in order to build rapport and dispel the awkward tension for the foreseeable future, build rapport. Find out what they are passionate about, find out why, what's the experience behind that passion, and then share one passion, one common experience of your own to build rapport. Alright, thank you for joining me on today's episode of Carbon Corrected Podcast. Awkward tension. And I hope I see you next time when we are going to talk about romantic tension. Yes, romance. All right. Bye.